1: Pleasure to have your company, folks. Matt Adams here with you live from the Travelers Championship. And it is a delight to open the show today as we come to you around the world with Russell Knox sitting to my left. Who I think did have you were you
2: at the range already? You coming up from? No, I just came from eating a wonderful breakfast. So I thought I'd stop by here before I head down there and start my day.
1: I appreciate it. Now, you and I have a history of you stopping by, and I have to tell you it's pretty successful.
2: 2018 Irish Open, we, uh, we we chatted in the clubhouse and obviously went on to, to lift the trophy that week, so um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're my good luck charm, so hopefully let's do it again.
1: That was the most recent one, before that, it happened right here at the Travelers Championship. What's it like for you to be back, what kind of good vibes you get?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's great, uh, obviously, to come back to a place you've won, um, massive tournament, uh, good vibes. Uh, need to kind of kickstart my season. Hopefully we can we can do it here. And um, yeah, I mean it's it's this is a tournament that every year they seem to make it better. Nathan, the tournament director, is just obviously it's become elevated. Uh, this year, all the top guys are here. It's just a great tournament. And uh, coming back as a past champion is a, is a true honor.
1: And how are you doing? How's the game? Where are you at right now? Where, where's your head at?
2: I mean, hopefully it's getting better. I mean, uh, it, it's been my toughest season to date probably so far of my 12 years on pga tour so my confidence it just took a little knock early in the year didn't quite get the results i i wanted to and i just kind of unfortunately let myself get into a little bit of a slump but uh it's good my 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 best golf is the best it's ever been uh, unfortunately my worst golf is probably the worst it's ever been so it's just trying to to battle through that and uh i mean each week you have an opportunity to to improve and I kind of always am thinking I'm like without just that one swing, that one round away from uh, from hopefully turning this around. So only positives.
1: I mean, from that standpoint, Russell, you're a veteran. You're a multiple-time winner from we're talking about PGA Tour. We're talking about what was then called the European uh, Tour, now called the DP World Tour. How can you use that experience? How can you use that maturity to know that you can close that gap between you said you're playing your very best and at times you're playing bad golf? How do you close the gap?
2: I mean uh one of my kind of older caddies always used to tell me that uh, like when I was in contention I was able to reach uh, a different ability level like my game Im- improved when I had a chance to win so I'm kind of hoping that, that that's true if if I can just get there and have a and have a decent uh, Thursday Friday and have be in a nice position going into the weekend I'm hopefully that will just kind of like take me on to to a big finish so that that's the plan and I mean just patience I mean I've been patient so far this year and nothing really as good has happened yet. But just knowing that I still have six or seven events this and then in the fall uh, another six or seven. So, I mean, it just takes those couple of great weeks, uh, string together a couple of top tens, obviously try and contend in one and, and see if you can win. But uh, just need to just calm and, and kind of trust my ability.
1: You know, I'm, I'm thinking back to Ballyliffin. And you talked about the interview we did earlier in the week that you're, that you're claiming you know, carried you to victory. But if you remember that year because of where we could connect, we were in a closet. Do you
2: remember that? Yeah, yeah, it was a little. This is a little nicer right here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no doubt about that. It is very nice to have Russell Knox here at the Travelers Championship. Last thing I want to ask you is, and we do this, as you know, to say thank you for you taking the time to come by and, and see and hang with us, is to talk to you about your sponsors so we can spread some love there.
2: Yeah, I mean Shrieks on Cleveland Golf—they've been a very loyal sponsor of mine. I've been with them the day I turned pro in 2007, so uh, big thanks to them. And then SeaBest uh, is a local company in, in in Jacksonville here. A good friend of mine, Mark Frisk, he he sponsored me. So uh, and then also uh, Dreamfinders Homes, another local Jacksonville firm that builds beautiful homes all over the country now. I think so. Uh, so yeah, those are my my three right now that have been great to me, and I I thank them very much.
1: We thank you very much Russell come by to see. It's great to see you my friend. You. Go out win it this week. You've done it before. You can do this. Exactly. Believe. Thank you. All right folks. Hey Dom, did you remember uh what Russell was just talking to me about that interview we did at Bally Liffin. Do you remember Dominic when we did that and we were in that closet?
3: I mean, I think at that time, Matt, we were radio only. So it it was kind of It a was situation it was it was serious XM. Only.
1: It was only radio. Yeah, there was no TV then.
3: Yeah. It's just radio. It, so it was a totally different animal back then. See a Russell thing. And you, you. couldn't, yeah. there was no way to know sort of what it looked like uh and, and how bad the, the setup was because we were radio only. So all I had was, you know, Matt sort of texting me or calling me before he's hooking up. He's like, you know, we can't find a spot to sit. And I think I'm in a closet and there's no space and all this junk. So i I don't actually know exactly how bad it looked, Matt.
1: Well, well, the reason why it's, it's distinctive this morning is Russell shows up and he says, I don't know what he just said, like, I'm his good luck charm or something. For him to remember the interview on a week in which he won what is a huge event, the Irish Open is a national championship, obviously. It's a big event on the European tour. It was an incredibly big event in his career. For him to remember talking was beforehand. I'm thinking to myself, there had to be something distinctive that caused him to remember. And as he was chatting, I'm like, oh, I remember. The only place we could hook up with the equipment, the radio equipment, was literally inside this closet. And there's another part to that story, Dom. I'm not sure if you remember it. And now we can talk about it because it's years on down the line and, and we don't have to answer to anybody but ourselves. But for years, we wouldn't have talked, told the truth about this. Do you remember that we had no return so that we did a broadcast? Oh, was that the texting? Broad... Was that the texting show? That's why we had to, that was where that happened. I couldn't, we had no return coming back from Dom folks. So when you do it, you know, a national broadcast, he's in my ear counting me to break. He's telling me who's on the phone. There's all sorts of things and communications that are going on constantly right here. You'll often see me like just pop this thing in. Cause it tends to slip out. And while, while all that was going on, <laughs> we had no communication. So Dom would send me a text and he'd say, a oh, go to break after this question, or he'd, when we'd And I'd go to break, and he'd send me a text, and he'd say, coming back in 30 seconds. Now, the text was going from, I forget where you were at that time. Were you in Connecticut, or were you in I was probably Washington? in
3: Washington, D.C., but I had to time the text. I don't know how it worked, because I had to time the text knowing that it had to get across the pond to you. So I wouldn't actually text this you so when funny. we were 30 seconds away. I would be like, we'd be one minute away and I'd be like, uh, 30 seconds. (laughs) And then I'd be like, please get there with about 30 seconds left. (laughs) And somehow it worked. And again, I couldn't
1: hear the return. So I didn't know when the, when he would like, he'd play rejoin music, whatever. I couldn't hear any of that. So I would time it 30 seconds. I'd come back on and we had, we, the, the piece about this whole story that was the best part was the little closet that we were in was the, right next to the door into the locker room. So John McLaughlin was there who I like to call my cousin. And John was corralling all these players. And he'd be like, would you like to be on the radio with Matt Adams? And and the likes of Russell Knox players that we know like, "Uh, okay. And they'd come into our little closet. I remember uh, Peter Uline was with us. And I remember asking Peter, you know, we're talking about players in, in that case, we, you know, Peter Uline, he was really good friends with, with Brooks Kepka, And, You know, to their full credit, they cut their teeth around the world. So they played in the challenge tour, which was a developmental tour of the European tour. So they played everywhere. And we were talking about him playing golf all over the world. And I said to Peter, what's something that you ate that you regret? And he kind of got uncomfortable and kind of put his head down. He was like, "Uh, one time, and I ate, he says, I ate horse. And I was like, "What?" He says, "I I ate I ate horse," and I said, "How did you eat horse? Who 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 did you have horse with?" And he goes, "He puts his head down. He goes, Brooks." I said, "Where?" And I forget where. Do you remember where he told me it was, Dom? Uh, I think it was think part of the Middle East. It, it, no, I think it was in like the Soviet bloc. And so. Was it? Yeah. So anyway, they have horse. And I said, how did you end up having horse? He was like, it was Brooks. he like, and then he'd like unload, told the old story. It was Brooks. Brooks talked to me to this place. He told me they had this great dish. you got to have it. I ate it. I'm like wolfing it down. And I said to Brooks, what are we eating? And he goes horse. And
3: he was like, bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs>
1: and I said, That's what true. did, what did Brooks think about it? And he said, Oh, Brooks didn't care. He wolfed it right down and said, in fact, he said Brooks liked it so much. He went back the next night and had more horse. So I guess if you like horse, you like horse. I don't know how you get horse done. Well done. The whip marks? Don't know. Anyway, that was, it was great. And that was, that was what took place in that closet when, when we literally did a a live show from coast to coast with, with text messages between us and somehow we pulled it off. And I, I can't remember believe when we Russell,
3: were... like remembers that so clearly. That's surprising. I know, me.
1: I know. And then, when we finished, Dom, I remember like you telling he, like, me that people show. People can't
3: see it because Matt's getting ready. But, you know, Russell comes in before we go on the air and he's sitting down. and He's like, oh, you're my good luck charm. And we're like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, like, obviously he remembers very clearly.
1: Yeah, I thought he was talking about here at Hartford when he won because I was doing the— He won in 2016,
3: I, re- I think, at Hartford, yeah.
1: I was the reporter here that, that week for Golf Channel and he had an incredible putt that he made on 18 to secure that victory. So it was just great. He's he's a good dude. He's he's come on with us a lot and as you guys can tell when they they come in, we'd like to try to kind of bring him in and and send him back on their merry can way. Can I tell quick, you a possible. story yeah.
3: about that putt, Matt? Yeah. So in 2016 when Russell Knox won, we don't have video of the putt, but it was a left to right sort of a long left to right snake. I don't remember the exact distance, but like I feel like it's. 25, uh, I'd say twenty feet, feet. It wasn't twenty twenty five. Yeah, yeah, it was like twenty feet. So, in between the twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen Travelers, they have a media day, and I lived in Connecticut for I don't know Matt how long eight eight ten years, and so yeah. I would go to the Travelers media day every year. You, you know, you get to play the course. They you meet with the media. It's actually a really special event because uh, the the main beneficiary there is is the. Um,
1: Hole in you know, like the Wall Gang Camp. Kids for
3: Cancer. It's the yeah. It's the exactly. It's the Hole in the Wall Gang Camp. It's Paul Newman's camp for for kids who are are ill, and they bring in a, a child who is either <laughs> or ill or you know miraculously recovered, and that child will give a speech essentially to a room full of old fat media guys. To be honest, <laughs> and and you you cannot leave that tent without crying. You will not, and it's such a special a uh, special day. And then usually at the end, you know, they uh, you know they'll they'll interview Chris Berman will like interview the past champion and then everyone kind of goes out and plays the course and hacks it up and blah blah blah. Anyway, at that year's event in between 16 and 17, Russell Knox was there. And we took us this, out the by the way, for, th- th- I think the for-
1: video that Andrew put up there, that was all video from the Hole in the Wall
3: game camp. That's
1: what we were watching there. So, yeah, you were saying Russell yeah, Knox was there very that year. Special.
3: Correct. So they, they dragged the media out to 18 because they wanted him to, quote, recreate the putt so they could post some digital stuff or whatever. So he gets out there. He drops the, he drops the ball right where his putt was. And they go, all right, can you you know, hit this putt, you know, and we'll take some photos of you recreating your, your dance or whatever. And they, they weren't planning to show the hole. Like, it didn't matter if it went in. Like, they're just going to zoom in on him, you know, recreating the putt. So he hits the putt, and it freaking goes in, first time. And he starts freaking out. And the whole thing is completely unstaged. It's all live, and he makes the exact same putt and does the exact same dance, and everyone's cheering, and they can't believe it. It was really funny. It was really, really funny. And it was not until – I should have said – we should have said something to him. I forgot about that.
1: You're right. I wish that it would have been a good story. But there's another good story, too, that you have when – remember when they I had have the, the floating umbrella – out in the lake, and it was media day. I think you were playing. I think you were playing with Chris Berman, weren't you? And and it was really windy, and you had to hit the shot at the umbrella. Am That's I, the umbrella
3: I, there, folks, on the screen there. That's in between uh, the fifteenth green and the seventeenth fairway, and
1: it sort of borders. Well, the sixteenth 16th 16th tee is where you What where, where this shot is coming from?
3: Sort of, yes. Because if you look straight left, you'll see the sixteenth. That's that's uh, 14, Andrew. But that was the 14 green. But uh, the way what the way it works at Media Day is uh, on the day I just described you. That's perfect, Andrew. Get that shot that you just had. The other one. That's it right there. There you go. Pause that, Andrew. Pause that. So what you see here is where the umbrella is. And if you're looking on your screen there to the right of the umbrella, Uh, where that single tree is, that is the tee box for 16 going down to the bottom right of your screen where our Fairways of Life logo is. And what they have the media do is where that little mat is, you can see, they have everybody hit to the umbrella. You know, it's for charity and stuff. And before you hit your shot at 16, you hit into the pond and you try and hit that floating green, which is obviously a tough target. It's roughly like a 110-yard shot, give or take, but there's almost always wind or some kind of breeze. And that is sort of turf. So it's not exactly the easiest thing to hold, I guess you could say. Anyway, I don't remember what year this was, Matt, that you're referencing. But he is correct. I, I think with it was Berman the year that, you were playing year. with
1: Chris Berman and you guys won the whole damn thing. I think it
3: thing. was. And I actually won. Actually, I have the trophy in the studio. Hold on a second.
1: All right. Dom is, is running to grab the trophy because he's a spaz. And he has no idea what I'm saying about him right now. Although I have to tell you the shot he hit was really good. All
3: right, All right, I'm back, folks.
1: Yeah, perfect. Well done.
3: Uh, oh, is that wait, it? Uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, can you Does see it, it, it say anything on it? What's it Travels, say on it? Travelers Media Day, May 12, 2015. Low net, first place. <laughs> How, <yeah. laughs> Actually,
1: I didn't yeah. know it was net. I thought you guys won gross. It did. Well, how come they didn't no, add no, no. your name so, in there?
3: So that was with, that was, that was the same year. That was uh, Chris Bermans uh, was on my team that year. And um, that year. What did he call you? That did he give you location I just told you about? No, I don't remember. Um, I But I remember hitting, uh, I remember hitting a really bad tee shot and making a clip about it as if he was hosting SportsCenter. No, no, no. Oh. No, just on some hole. I remember Chris Berman just like he like sliced the hell out of it. It was like just an awful shot, probably went, like hundred yards. And he, yeah, it was just about, yeah, exactly. And then he did like a Sports Center quip about himself. He was like, "Well, that's that's not going to work today. Can't win with that or whatever. It was funny. Anyway,
1: I can't imagine uh, anything making to, Chris Berman more happy than him winning. <laughs> At TPC River Highlands, because he lives close to here. He's very, very closely associated with tournament. So for you guys to win that day had to be huge.
3: Uh, yeah, I think it was a big deal. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, so um, a lot of what the Travelers do there, and we've talked about it with Nathan, and we're going to talk about it with Andy Bissette, uh with the Travelers, but a lot of everything they do is centered around charity, as it should be. And they impact lives. And when you're actually at Media Day and you're on site at this event, you can physically see with your own eyes the lives that it's impacting. And it makes a tremendous difference. It's one of the reasons all of us uh, watching this show now, we all love golf so very, very much. Um, so I was on that 16th tee box on the Media Day. And they, they give you a ball with a number so they know who's who. And you get to pick a charity before you hit your ball. You know, they're like, "Hey, you know, if you if you land on the green and you win, or whatever, you get to give money to a charity. What do you want to do?" And I hit my shot, and I hit the I hit the freaking uh, flag, the the umbrella. It's unbelievable! I it stayed on the red part, I which I couldn't believe. I was like, "Oh, everyone was high five me. I was like, oh, it's all great. Look at me." <laughs> and um, but I didn't think anything of it. So I finished my my pro am round because a few other people hit the green. You're not the only per. I mean, there's like a hundred people that go through there. And I got a phone call. I think it was from Nathan Groob. To be honest, that night, He's
1: the tournament director, yeah.
3: And he said, he said Dominic, you uh, you were the closest to the freaking umbrella on the on the on the floating green. I said, get out of here. There's no way that that that's not true. He said, it is. You know what do you want to what do you want to do? I said, I, I absolutely. I think it was a thousand dollars. They they donated. What do you want to do? I said, I, want, I absolutely want the money going to the Hole in Wall gang camp. Absolutely, I wanted to go there. And then to show the power of the audience, Matt, as you, I'm sure, well remember, at I this do. time we were radio only, but we still had the same passionate audience we have now, if not more so. And we went on the air the next day, and we told this story, and people were calling in to donate more money on top of the money that I donated. And we ended up donating thousands of dollars.
1: It was somewhere lot, in the vicinity man, of like tens of thousands. No, it was like twenty thousand dollars that was yeah. almost instantly we raised. I remember donating. Scotty People G. Kept I remember Doctor Mark put put forth big donations, it was so cool. and your donation, as I remember, wasn't a thousand. I think it was five thousand that that you uh, generated. So it's it's absolutely incredible, and that's the nature of this travelers championship and how and why this place is so very very special so there is news to share with you this morning uh and it involves one of the great legends of the game uh and i'm talking about tom watson in this regard he with eight major championships uh, he wrote a letter that we're going to get into when we come back here at uh, tpc river highlands uh, because it It needs to be heard, it needs to be discussed, it needs to be considered, and we're going to share it with you. Uh, It's a letter from him to Jay Monahan, but he also released it to the rest of the players on the PGA Tour, questioning the direction that the PGA Tour is going. This Fairways of Life show is presented by the PGA Tour Superstore, and it is where you can find whatever you're looking for for your game within their big, beautiful stores that are staffed by the best in the business. They are pros. That's the reason why they're num- the number one golf retailer in all of America. PGAtoursuperstore.com is a great way to get started and to find your happy place.
0: Relax.
4: Easy now. Find your happy place. Happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in.
5: Yes! Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings.
4: Is this goodbye? We've only just begun.
5: Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore.
0: In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world famous hospitality. Fill your heart with Ireland at Ireland.com forward slash golf.
6: It screams, it tracks, it's soft, it reacts.
7: the gen six iron is a culmination of everything that we have learned as a team the absolute best golf club i've ever hit it's something special say hello to the new pxg gen six iron the longest most accurate irons we've ever made they go higher and farther than any iron that i have hit to date and they're so easy to hit super excited for the consumer to try this they're gonna love them
4: pxg nobody makes golf clubs the way we do period baseball nah football done it i think i'm gonna go after the pga tour bo you're gonna need the right equipment company i
1: think i got that you know tour edge backs all their clubs with a lifetime warranty i know
7: they ship all their premium custom clubs in 48 hours i know all their premium clubs are hand built in the usa i know you know
4: tour edge has won 35 times out here guys i know pound for pound
7: nothing comes close this is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time.
5: Got it. One zero one.
7: Gives you feedback in real time. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback.
3: The Wiz really helped me to keep that consistent swing.
7: You can go out there on your own and just hit balls, and it will fix your golf game.
5: Transition on plane.
3: The Wiz sold exclusively at thewizgolf.com.
1: Welcome back, folks, live from the Travelers Championship, this elevated event on the PGA Tour. Obviously, it's generating a lot of excitement. There is a lot of buzz. Thank you to Russell Knox for stopping by to open the show this morning. Just stopped by to say hello. Called us his lucky charm, (laughs) whatever. Uh, He won that Irish Open at Ballyliffin, which is such an incredible place. I know it's uh, unfair for me to ask this of Andrew as we come back from break, but uh, do you guys have any of the – Aerial footage, any of the drone footage from Bally Liffin. If you do, I would love to kind of roll that so you could see the the type of facility that, the type of golf course that that he won on behind me. Back back over here, this this is the driving range. This is all the, the, the driving range right there. There there's practice grounds below me. The putting green. There's also a chipping area. Uh, this was put in a few years ago. At the far end, which is way down that end, uh, there is the first tee of Connecticut. Way up on the hill, beautiful building that they have there. This is quite an incredible facility. Uh, and the, there's, I guess, a, a coffee shop of some kind that's that's on the grounds of the range. I guess it was Rory McElroy's idea. And he they ask everyone, how can we make it better this year? How can we make it better? And it's a coffee shop slash ice cream shop so that as the players are down there, they can get a whole variety of different things. And I and, and I understand Uh, Donna went down there. The the coffee shop has Danish and other things as well. Healthy food food is, is the word of what they have. So anyway, Oh, there's uh, Bally Ballyliffin that uh, Andrew has up for you. So this is the golf course that Russell Knox won his Irish open on again. If I had presence of mind when he was here, I would have rolled this video for him so he could relive the the glory of that triumph. It was a, uh, a playoff victory. And for I think it was over Ryan Fox, but I'm not 100 percent certain on on who who he was playing against. But he he made uh, two putts on the 18th green, both of them from almost the exact same line, the exact same distance. Look at that! Isn't that incredible? That's how beautiful it is. All right, Dom. So before I dive into this uh, letter from Tom Watson to Jay Monahan, uh, what are you hearing from the people? What kind of what kind of uh, news questions thoughts are coming in this morning?
3: Oh, there's tons of stuff coming in. Today's question of the day is. Are you going to watch the KPMG Women's PGA Championship? It's a major championship on the LPGA Tour this week. They're playing at Baltimore. Are you going to watch the Travelers Championship? Or are you going to watch both? Right now, it's a nice mixture. 41% are saying both, which I love because that's my plan. That my is plan cool. is to watch both. A lot of people saying good morning. Um, a lot of people saying they really like TPC River Highlands, the golf course. It is a really fun golf course. I have been fun. lucky enough to play it myself a few times and. If you watch it on TV, <laughs> uh, I think you you really fall in love with it pretty quickly. It's a very scoreable golf course, and uh, you know it's very pretty. And you know the 18th hole is very dramatic because it, it's this natural amphitheater. Andrew, if you take it to the to the end of this, you can see on 18 when you're coming up. Yeah, that's the fairway, 13. You're on the, right the, now,
1: Andrew. That's no, I the know par that. 5, but I'm 13. saying at
3: the end, the, eight, the 18th hole has got this. Beautiful little bowl that's natural that you can just sit. Yeah, this is seventeen you're grass. looking at right
1: now, the par four that wraps around this big lake, and then you go up yeah, the hill and here's to the right, coming up to the 18th tee, which is about a 400, roughly 450 yard hole. They're showing you more of the 17th green here before we Look get at that 18. Bowl. That's 18. Just beautiful. So that's the approach at 18, and those hills his... are oh, it's covered best. with tens of thousands.
3: Oh, it's it's just the coolest thing ever. Anyway, so. Uh, there's a, there's a few things coming in Matt and I'll and I'll sort of step aside so you can comment. Uh, first of all, a lot of people are very angry that I told a story about myself.
1: <laughs> Why? They're not I asked happy. You about they don't the want story. to hear
3: me talk about anything.
1: <laughs> yes, they do. I and, I and I asked you about that story. Uh, well, I, I thought it was cool.
3: I know. I know, but I think what I think the reason is and a lot of the comments are coming in is because there's a couple big things going on uh one you know jay monahan had a medical situation and i'll let you comment but essentially we don't have any updated news about that and then you've been sort of teasing it but people are also commenting and asking about the the, the comments from tom watson and sort of yeah. the consequences potentially therefore. so if you want to give us an update or what you do know if anything about jay monahan and then we'll we'll read what tom watson had to say and we can comment
1: Okay, yeah, basically what happened was I went to a very, very, very high-placed source yesterday, and when you're talking about the PGA Tour and when you're talking about a commissioner, the most important relationships that they have are relationships with their sponsors. If it's not the most important, if you disagree with me on that, because that is what makes the the PGA tour continued to percolate, then it's one of the most important. Surely you can't argue with that. Uh, So in any event, I went to a very, very high place source and I said, have you talked to Jay? I'm just telling you flat out what I said. And the answer I got back was I sent him a message, obviously a text. I sent him a message and I haven't heard anything back. Uh, And I said, I haven't heard yet. What happened? Have you? And the answer I got back was no, no, everybody is staying very tight-lipped about whatever it is. They said he is home, he's doing okay and he is recovering. That's that's all the information that we have. And when someone at that level does not have more information than what I just gave you, then that's a pretty considerable lockdown. Uh, I would be impressed with it if it weren't for the, with the public investment fund which again was so massive that, to the best of my knowledge, nobody knew about that deal either. As to the, the second thing you asked me about, the letter from Tom Watson. Tom Watson wrote a letter to Jay Monahan. And the letter, that, I'm going to read it to you in its entirety in just a second here, folks. The letter that he wrote to Jay Monahan, he did not attempt to keep it, if you will, private. Uh, to the contrary, uh, he, he released it. Uh, in multiple ways, including two other players. And I, I think he addressed the other players as dear fellow, fellow players, if I'm not mistaken on that one. Uh, so this is, this is the full text of the letter that I'm just about to read to you. So here we go. And quoting an open letter to Jay Monahan, the PGA tours board and my fellow players. First, I wish Jay Monahan a complete and speedy recovery. I respect the leadership that he has shown in the past for the tour. It can't be an easy job. With the recent high hurdles in dealing with Liv poaching tour players and the legal battles presented as a result, I have a sense of the complexity of the issues which he presently faces as a leader. Unfortunately, in the wake of recent news, I also understand the cries of hypocrisy. Because he is a smart man, I know Jay does too. In my opinion, the communication has been mishandled, and the process by, with, by which the tour has agreed on a proposed partnership with PIF was executed without due process. As a group of players and stakeholders who represent the face and brands of the tour, what are our choices? Clearly, the tour's traditional business model was threatened by Live. The upstart tour created unprecedented obstacles and battles of both moral and financial consequence. While I wasn't in the player meeting on Tuesday, June 6th, ironically, the anniversary of D-Day, for Jay's PIF partnership tour announcement, I've watched enough to know it was certainly unlike any of the player meetings I've been involved in in my 50-plus years as a member of the tour. The commissioner and the PGA Tour board on which five tour players sit, are going to have to do a lot of first-hand explaining to comfortably coax acceptance from our membership on this partnership with PIF. The tour stakeholders, the players themselves, the broad span of global media, as well as the tournament sponsors and the independent tour partners require an explanation of the benefits of forming this partnership. There are many unanswered questions to date, which I hope will be addressed with the players by tour management at this week's Travelers Tour event. What does acceptance of the partnership mean to the tour? What do we get? What do we give up? Why was this deal done in such secrecy, and why wasn't even one of the players who sits on the tour's policy board included? A matter of this profound deserves Thorough vetting by a representative group of stakeholders, which include those who, in the end, define the public image and the emotional connection with the PGA Tour. I have a basic understanding of the role Saudi Arabia's PIF plays in the world's economy, and that PIF money is invested in U.S. brands and businesses, which are part of our everyday lives. I realize the United States has diplomatic relations with the Saudis, and they have occasionally been allies of ours in the Middle East. It is further my understanding that many businesses, including some in professional sports leagues, have strict guidelines on the percentage of investments that they will accept from sovereign funds. But this agreement, when finalized, I wonder, does the PGA Tour have guidelines? Have we, as a body, defined an acceptance, acceptable percentage of PIF funding in the proposed partnership? These questions are compounded by the hypocrisy of disregarding the moral issue, a position for which a long time was publicly highlighted by tour leadership. While it is accepted that players on all levels would value the opportunity to make more money, it has also been illustrated that not all players are in search of money at all costs. Those who stayed true to the tour for whatever personal reason or position of moral conscience are more than a few outliers there are widespread rumors on the tour offering financial reparations to these players who rejected offers from live and remained loyal to our tour surely that alone misses the larger issue of context here and in related question what if any are the plans to reinstate tour players who defected and now want to return to the pga tour I still await Saudi acknowledgement of their role in the attacks of 9-11, which resulted in the loss of innocent lives of 3,000 of my fellow American citizens. I support 9-11 Families United and their efforts to release supporting exculpatory U.S. government documents. See 9-11familiesunited.org slash key documents. That day, forever among the darkest in our nation's history, is sadly not alone amongst the human rights violations we have seen employed by Saudi Arabia. I asked the tour, how is a non-negotiable point for us one day we negotiate around the next? The reversal does not appear to indicate a more desperate financial situation than has been previously revealed by the tour. While last week I learned the significant news that litigation around the Tour and live conflict would be terminated with prejudice, that only solves one significant financial problem. It is important to understand how all of this has impacted the Tour's reserve fund and the Tour's overall financial solvency. Have funds been depleted to the point where the Tour needs an unprecedented capital injection to remain solvent now or in the future? Policy board independent director Jimmy Dunn, who helped broker the deal, has said the PIF is not investing money into the PGA Tour, Inc., but rather into a newly formed for-profit commercial entity under the banner PGA Tour Enterprises. Will PIF funds be invested only in PGA Tour Enterprises, not PGA Tour, Inc.? What does that mean? What present and or new assets go into this partnership? What assets will be sold? My overarching questions remain, is the PIF the only viable rescue from the tour's financial problems? Was, is there a plan B? And again, what exactly is the exchange? We need clarity and deserve full disclosure as to the financial health of the BGA Tour and the details of this proposed partnership. My loyalty to golf in this country live in the same place and have equal and significant weight with me over my lifetime. Please educate me and others in a way that allows loyalty to be both in a way that makes it easy to look 9-11 families in the eye and ourselves in the mirror. I'm very grateful for our country, its abundant opportunities, and the wonderful life made possible by the PGA Tour. Sincerely, Tom Watson. That is incredibly significant. Tom Watson is a voice on the PGA Tour, as you guys well know, that should be and deserves to be heard. Uh, Tom Watson, with his eight major championships and a whisker away from a ninth in 2009 at the Open at Turnberry, is by every measure a legend. Tom Watson is not saying that he's condemning disagreement between the Tour and Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. What Tom Watson is saying is, what did you do? Why did you do it? What does it mean? And where do we go from here? Uh, I, I thought that his, his last, second to last paragraph, which I'm going to read to you again, my loyalty to golf in this country live in the same place and have held equal and significant weight with me over my lifetime. Please educate me and others in a way that allows loyalty to both. In a way that makes it easy to look 9-11 families in the eye and ourselves in the mirror. I know you guys have many, many comments on what I just read to you. And I'm looking forward to hearing them right after this break. The Fairways of Life show is presented by DeWiz. Log on to DeWiz Golf when you get an opportunity and see this incredible wearable device. It measures your golf swing in real time and space. It gives you an opportunity to know your swing and your game in a way that can only be known By the players that are behind me in this range, you are going to get that caliber of data. Yes, it is a swing monitor, but more than that, when you get the information, it can be a swing modifier. Log on to to dwizgolf.com for more. You guys know how to send us your messages. We'll get to them right after this.
3: I guess
6: hello world, huh? (laughs) And with one subtle hello, Tiger began an amazing and unthinkable career.
3: I've done it for 20 years now with, with Bridgestone. It allows me to play an aggressive style around the greens, and it's allowed me to win a lot of tournaments.
6: Bridgestone Golf, proud to be part of your journey.
7: This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time.
5: Got it. One zero one. Gives
7: you feedback in real time. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback.
5: The Wiz has really helped me to keep that consistent swing.
7: You can go out there on your own and just hit balls, and it'll fix your golf game.
5: Transition on plane. The
1: Wiz, sold exclusively at thewizgolf.com. Relax.
4: Easy now. Find your happy place. Happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips, where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes!
5: (laughs) Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings.
4: Is this goodbye? We've only
7: just
5: begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore.
7: Say hello to the new PXG Gen 6 driver. This is the driver. It is absolutely fantastic on performance, distance, on looks, on feel and sound. Beyond forgiving. I am supremely confident that when a golfer hits our Gen 6 drivers, they are going to have some of the best golfing days they've ever had.
4: PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period.
1: Zero Friction introduces the Wheel Pro Push Cart Golf Bag with its revolutionary 3-in-1 design. Supportive legs that spring into action. A comfort grip handle with three locking positions. Accessories for the modern golfer enhanced by seven pockets for more storage and removable all-terrain wheels which slide right into place. The new Zero Friction Wheel Pro Golf Bag checks every box for every golfer. Push, carry, or cart. The decision is yours thanks to Zero Friction. Head to ZeroFriction.com today welcome back folks we're live from the travelers championship log on to travelerschampionship.com, and you can check out ticket availability Uh, it is a lot of the different ticket levels i have to tell you actually delighted to tell you because i'd love to see their success here are selling out Uh, but there are tickets still available this is an elevated event as you can see the field is stout. Uh, if we have time today, I'm going to touch with Dom about that. But I know we've got another tour player coming up in a few minutes. $20 million purse this year for the Travelers Championship here at TPC River Highlands. We're in Cromwell, Connecticut, about 20 minutes from the capital city of Hartford. So, Dom, uh, I assume I want to make sure we have time here to hear from, from our people before we hear from another winner on the PGA Tour, respectfully. What, what are you hearing from the people?
3: Uh, Well, we've got, obviously, uh, lots of people uh, commenting here. I'm just going to read them. Uh, Some are positive, some are negative. And uh, it's, as we've talked about for almost a year now on this program, Matt, it's complicated. There's a lot of gray area, and there's a lot of unanswered questions. Um, All right. I'm trying to find where it starts when you started talking so I can read the the correct things. Uh, Chase says, Watson is saying nothing, really, in my opinion. Sean says, Jay is the fall guy. He's going to get a golden parachute and retire. NBT3 says, I always worry when the old guys, quote unquote, talk. Paul writes, tour members must take back their tour, get Jack to be the chairman, and get Tiger involved. Michael says, yes, this is coming from a guy who's no longer a a PGA Tour member. This has no direct impact on him. Derek says, the U.S. has five military bases in Saudi Arabia. Paul says, Saudi is a close ally. Uh, Tom is trying to rehab his tarnished image. He still hasn't recovered from the Ryder Cup fiasco. I don't know if I agree with that comment. Uh, Tom's questions are all about transparency. Good luck with that. <laughs> uh, Neil says, Tom is one-sided here. Uh, the best thing that can happen to the PGA Tour is to settle the lawsuits and get live off the table. The lawsuits—I I wouldn't say they're settled, uh, Matt—but I think the correct terminology is um, all the litigation is over. That's official. I think that happened a couple days ago, where that litigation—that's correct. They they went and signed off on everything. It's, so that is completely done at this point. Yeah,
1: the um, official terminology is that they've been dismissed. But yes.
3: Yeah. So yes. Yeah, so they're they're th- that is uh, officially over now. Uh, What about the players that risked everything to go to play for Lib and help the tour players get more money? Uh, Jimmy Dunn reported, it's reported, it's being reported, that there's conversations of tour players potentially getting equity in this new company or Mm -hmm. tour players that were loyal. But that's, again, a lot of this stuff is just being reported. There is nothing official still. Uh, Tom's saying he wants answers to questions, as do the rest of us. But there's been little to no information on this deal since it was announced by Jay, uh, that is that is true. Um, Derek says Paul is correct. No chance of transparency. <laughs> I do think I do think transparency and communication has been an issue with all of this. We reported on this show. I got a number of text messages from from tour players the morning of the news. Uh, words words like betrayed were used more than once. Confusion. These are these are some of the notes I got are from players on the board, uh, who are just didn't know what was going on. So that is true. Um, Chase writes the heroification of America. Paul says, "Get some New York Times journalists on the case. Uh, the press should be demanding press conferences with the PGA Tour about all of this." So that, I mean, you can see there's a wide range of comments. Uh, positive and negative. I I think one overarching theme, Matt, an understandable theme is we don't have any real official answers or even official comments. And people want transparency, A, and two, they want to know what's going on and nobody knows what's going on. And I think to some degree, a lot of the players actually feel exactly the same way.
1: The, the, what, what's interesting about this is that, as as you guys know, uh, Senator Blumenthal of Connecticut, ironically, uh, as we're broadcasting from Connecticut this week, uh, is apparently the voice that is behind a push for congressional hearings. He said this past weekend on one of the uh, political talk shows that hearings could commence within weeks. Uh, and, and apparently his concern is the involvement of the Saudi Arabia government, uh, I, again, I'm paraphrasing comments that he made this past weekend, essentially saying that they they bought the sport at the top tier, and those congressional hearings are seeking what whatever information that exists on all of this. My my thoughts and my comments to what is happening would be as follows: I we did a piece last week, Dom, that we released independently, in which. I questioned the approach of Senator Blumenthal. Uh, I don't really have an issue with people wanting more information or people wanting transparency. I mean, that's a mantra that we, we live by. But my issue was that at the same time as the federal government has launched a DOJ, Department of Justice Investigation, into the PGA tour, Uh, it was an antitrust investigation and it's ongoing. And now the understanding is that either as an independent investigation or party to the original, that they're adding in this element to say, well, what does this new union mean between uh, the PGA tour and Saudi Arabia's public investment fund? So at the same time as the federal government is taking what I view as aggressive action, obviously not to the benefit of the PGA Tour, and yet you have a senator saying the reason why they're getting involved is out of concern for, in essence, I've, and I asked a question in the piece that I did last week, who's the constituency here, who is being protected by what the, what the senator is talking about? And he said they're trying to protect a cherished American institution. That's the exact terminology that he used in the letter that he sent to Jay Monahan. That's the exact terminology that he used this past – it's not paraphrasing. That's an exact term, that phrase that he used uh, this past weekend on on that political talk show. And when I raise the specter of the conflict in the two pieces of what we're talking about there, one which is a very aggressive adversarial approach to say, well, we think you might be – uh, violating antitrust laws, and then on the other side to go, no, 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 we know you're looking for new investment from this source, but we want to make sure that everything's on the up and up because you're a cherished American institution. And we don't want it to be uh, taken over by, in essence, a foreign government and their and their uh, sovereign investment fund. So I sent it out, and I, I thought it was interesting because I was criticized by uh, on social media, and I'll tell you, in honesty, it was one person. So it's not like it was it was a huge sample survey, but it was one person that came back and said, Matt, you're really good at talking about golf, thank you. He said, but uh, you're, you're exposing your your political leanings and stay in your lane uh, was the phrase that was used. In other words, talk about golf, don't talk about politics. And the issue that I have with that response and some of the others that we're getting back here today is we need to be able to talk about these issues and be able to be fair and criticize on either side. It doesn't have to be a political affiliation when you question the affairs of your government. When you question the motivation of why someone is taking action, for example, could that Department of Justice investigation speculation on my part, but it seemed to happen at the same time. As our government was reaching out to Saudi Arabia and the royal family and going, hey, can't we improve our relations here because there was uh, energy insecurity, oil, and oh, by the way, all of a sudden a DOJ investigation was launched at the same time? Is it possible when they met with Saudi Arabia and, and representatives of the royal family that they said, hey, somewhere we're getting really – given really hard time over here from an entity within the United States? And someone said, well, we'll look into that. Could that have happened? Is it fair to make that speculation in terms of the timing? And now the federal government is saying, well, no, no, no. we need to protect this cherished American institution. Well, which side is it? And again, if that represents me being overly critical – see, what I think today is we – I don't care what what end of the spectrum you're on politically. It doesn't matter to me as much as that may disappoint someone that wants to criticize me for, for a political affiliation. What I'm saying is we all should be in a position that we question what our government does. And I'm not saying it from a conspiracy theory. I'm saying it from a citizen's perspective. We're supposed to do that. That's why we have representatives. Those representatives are supposed to represent our wants and needs, our thoughts, our desires, those things we need to be protected from, and those things we need governance over. That's their job. But if we have to rely upon an ideology that you have to stay on one side of that ideology or the other, meaning that anything that the other side does uh, opposite of whatever ideology you adhere to, they have to be wrong, and and your side has to be right. Which I've said consistently, that is where the problems lie. The vast majority, I do believe, are somewhere in the middle. And we judge things with reason. We judge things based upon circumstance, not upon some political ideology that we adhere to we cannot move off of at all costs. To the point where where someone like me says, something doesn't smell right here. How can how can this entity be the target of a federal investigation at the same time as it's being alleged that they need to be protected because they are a cherished American institution? That's the question that I was asking. If you want to adhere a political ideology to that and tell me that somehow I am violating, I don't even know what side I'm I'm supposedly helping in that regard. That's the question. Does the federal government think that the PGA Tour is subject to and should be an antitrust investigation, or does the federal government believe that the PGA Tour is, in fact, a cherished American institution? Lots of questions. When we come back, we're going to be joined by a winner on the PGA Tour. More of the Fairways of Life show live from TPC River Highlands and the Travelers' Championship. Log on to TravelersChampionship.com. Get your tickets now. Stay with us.
0: (laughs)
4: easy now find your happy place place. the pga tour superstore it's all in the hips where every swing is possible just tap it in yes
5: (laughs) find all the latest gear, apparel and personalized club fittings
3: is this goodbye?
4: we've only just
5: begun shop with the pros at golf's happy place the pga tour superstore
0: in ireland Golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Fill your heart with Ireland at ireland.com forward slash golf.
7: The Gen 6 iron is a culmination of everything that we have learned as a team. The absolute best golf club I have ever hit. It's something special. Say hello to the new PXG Gen 6 iron. The longest, most accurate irons we've ever made. They go higher and farther than any iron that I have hit to date. And they're so easy to hit. Super excited for the consumer to try these. They're going to love them.
4: PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do. Period baseball nah football done it i think i'm gonna go after the pga tour
7: Bo, you're gonna need the right equipment company i think i got that you know tour edge backs all their clubs with a lifetime warranty i know they ship all their premium custom clubs in 48 hours i know all their premium clubs are hand built in the usa i know you know tour edge has won 35 times out here guys i know pound for pound nothing comes close this is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time.
5: Got it. One zero one. Gives
7: you feedback in real time. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback.
5: The Wiz are really helped me to keep that consistent swing.
7: You can go out there on your own and just hit balls and it'll fix your golf game.
5: Transition on
3: plane. The Wiz. Sold exclusively at TheWizGolf.com.
1: We are live from TPC River Highlands at the Travelers Championship, welcoming you from wherever you are watching us or listening to us around the globe today. Uh, Lanto Griffin's joining us right now, a winner on the PGA Tour, winner on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, he is also an ambassador for DeWiz, which I wanna to talk to him about in just a moment. Good to see you, my friend. How you doing? How's
8: life? Doing doing great. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. You feeling okay? I'm feeling better. It's been a uh, interesting return since uh, I had back surgery last July, so kind of navigating the new body and, and um, it's, it's weird off weeks. I feel better than during tournament weeks, just from there's something about walking tournament golf and then the five, 10 minute breaks between hitting shots. Um, but I'm navigating it and, 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 uh, and, and I'm going to figure it out. You look strong.
1: You look like you're fit. Is that, is that part of the way that you're working on the new body?
8: Yeah, it's uh. You know, I, I had a microdiscectomy. Basically, I had a double herniated disc. Uh, same thing that Will Zalotors is going through right now. Um, so it's, it's a lot of core, legs, hip flexors, stuff like that, trying to take pressure off the low back. I think everybody that plays golf knows that the golf swing is not very good for your, for your low back and your lumbar spine. So uh, it's been one thing I've learned just over the last week or two is, you know, changing my swing to take some pressure off my back. Mm-hmm has actually helped a lot. Um, Friday at Canada, I kind of just freed it up and, and I wouldn't call it a sway off the ball, but just getting more behind it. And um, that that alone took a lot of pressure off my back. So I, I'm learning in the last couple of weeks that there's there's ways to swing the club that can actually make my body feel better. So I'm, I'm trying to navigate all that and, and find the, the sweet spot.
1: Where, what is the sweet spot in terms of what remains, uh, short game, chipping, things of that nature that don't require a fundamental change?
8: Believe it or not, the, the, the back spasms and, and the pelvis being off actually affected my putting almost as much as anything else. Just, really? Yeah, it, it's been crazy. Um, I've always been a pretty good putter, but not not feeling comfortable over the ball putting and feeling like your hips are twisted. It's been it's been tough. So always trying to feel like trying to to level out my hips and get my shoulders and everything lined up. I never expected that to be the case, but um, it it affects every part of the game. Wow.
1: How about uh, at home? How about uh, being able to pick things up? How about how about being able to play?
8: Completely normal. Um, I still think about it a little bit. You know, I'm not going to go pick up a 30 pound box off the ground, but, you know, I'm doing deadlifts and I'm doing stuff like that, obviously low weight and, and really focusing on form. But it's uh, basically everybody knows Will's outdoors and, and how well he played and, and he's going through the same thing I did. So hopefully um, hopefully he, he's, he's figuring it out at home. But it's it's a tough it's, it's a weird progression you know, you have surgery and then you start doing rehab then you ramp it up and then you start playing. And it's just, there's so many little variables that, that come into play with injuries and, and, and golf's one of those things where it's even a little injury and a little bit of tightness can change, you know, change your swing and, and change the way you practice and naturally give you some bad habits. So, trying to navigate all that and, and weighing the rest versus playing is it's been an interesting proposition.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's exciting to hear though that you think you may have found a little something at the Canadian open and here we are at the travelers. Uh, Let me ask you about this event. Obviously this is so unique in the PGA tour. What does a travelers championship mean for you and why is it special?
8: It's the best tournament all year. Um, Simple as that. We, we were actually joking yesterday that they don't leave any stone unturned Honestly, from the food to the golf course to the fans, I think 15 through 18 here is the best four hole stretch on tour from a fan perspective. Uh, and, and when the fans are happy and, and there's a lot of them there, it's, it's more fun for us. So being able to be a fan and, you know, we were looking at 17 T, you can sit on 17 T in the grandstand and see 17 T box, 16 green, 16 T, 15, yeah. and then you can look over and see one. So it's just, a, it's fun also that it's not the most brutal golf course in the world, but at the same time, it's tricky um so the winning score is never crazy low i mean some weeks some years it gets to 20 but there's been years here where 13 to 15 to 17 under wins and i think the from a fan standpoint watching that 13 to 17 under is is a sweet spot for me because you see a lot of birdies you see a lot of eagles but there's also you know there's there, there can be some carnage so um i think good looking back at streelman i mean who doesn't want to watch seven birdies coming in to finish to win. and Fury, So cool. Uh, it's unbelievable. And, and Furick shooting 50, was 58? So th- this is a special week. And, Bubba? Oh, God. I mean But their whole staff, the Travelers, uh, they, they do this incredible job. Every single player across the board. This is one of their favorite weeks of the year. So um, shout-out to Travelers and, and everybody behind the scenes.
1: And you have a, a, a Connecticut connection that I didn't realize that you had on your left breast. It says Stanley.
8: I, I was going to – plug them too but thanks for bringing that up no stanley's headquartered here they're they're a big sponsor of of the travelers championship and uh you know we're, we're having a dinner tonight with some of their clients and don don allen with with stanley he's been an incredible partner so supportive through the injury and and um so i look forward to seeing him tonight and and then playing with some of their guys some more in the program hopefully
1: very cool uh, let's go through the rest of your sponsors then, while we're talking about it so we can spread some love
8: Mutual Omaha, they've been incredible. Honestly, all my my sponsors, Mutual Omaha, Keith Clark back in Omaha. Um, that's one thing I've noticed through my injury is, you know, you're obviously it's an individual sport, but you have these partners that come on, and you don't want to let them down. And the amount of support they've given me, you know, through it all, trying to come back, and then and then you know having to take another five weeks off, they've been nothing but supportive. IES, um, they've been with me since day one. See that? Yeah, IES Communications. They are uh, Gilbert Romo. He doesn't need need me to tell tell him how I feel. He was at my wedding and and their title sponsor of my charity event. Incredible team. Their their whole he caddied for me at a, at uh, Pebble Beach this year in in the uh, pro am and you know it, it's just it's it's incredible. Cap Tech. I just came on board with them. Um, they're in Richmond base. They do a lot with the first tee. So a lot of our partners from a philanthropy off the course standpoint, they all support my foundation and we do a lot of stuff to uh, help the first team and, and, and youth. So it's been, uh, you know, that there's only so much time you can spend on the golf course and, and grinding on, on your game. So it's, it's fun to have partners that you kind of align with and, and, um, and, and get to do some cool stuff off the course. Awesome
1: stuff. Uh, later on today, are you going to the players meeting?
8: You know, I, I, I don't think I'm going to go to this one. I've been to every other one and and I get worked up and I've noticed a trend where when I go to the player meeting and it's three hours, the one in Canada was for us, we stayed after and talked. It's just, it's just gotten to the point where that
1: tightened up your back.
8: Yeah. That's, that's part of it. I I just want to focus on golf. And um, I don't necessarily feel like we're always heard. And and the truth is, you know, I know it's a tough, it's been a really tough two years for everybody, so I'm not sitting here saying that what the tour's done is right or wrong. I know they're in a tough spot, but it's, it's been frustrating for the players. And and um, watching Brooks's press conference last week, the U.S. Open, where he just deflected all, I'm here to play golf. I took that to heart, and, um, and I think I'm going to do that this week. I'm just going to try to just avoid that drama and whatever happens, whatever happens, happens, and just go out and try and play good golf.
1: Are you able to avoid the drama, though, of uh, the letter from Tom Watson? I mean, here you've got a legend weighing in on that. What Did you see it? Did you have a I reaction?
8: No, nah, yeah, I read it yesterday. I thought it was brilliant. He brought up a lot of really good points. Um, you know, you read that letter and a lot of those questions that he asked, it's like, well, shoot, why didn't we ask that in Canada? You know, so uh, he brought up a, a ton of good points. Hopefully they address that. And hopefully we just get a little bit more clarity. I think part of the issue is – the last three years, it's been you know they change the schedule, they change the FedEx points, they change you know how many people get in the in the playoffs, they change. It's just, and I'm not saying they that there's a way to avoid all that, but it's just been it's it's been tough when the landscape changes all the time. Even you look at Corn Ferry Tour, they go from 25 to 30 cards, no more Corn Ferry finals. Q schools different. It's been one of those things where, you know, we as players we want to focus on. Golf, golf's hard enough, and everybody's really good. So having to worry about all this other little stuff has been—it's been a distraction and and unfortunate. I think as players, we love the game of golf and the PGA Tour, the Shield. That brand is just so special to us. We dream about playing on the PGA Tour as a kid, and I'd say all of us out here feel extremely grateful to be on the PGA Tour. So it's it's almost. it's almost a little frustrating to see things change the way they have when we're so used to, you know, the, the tiger era and then, and, and everything. So hopefully things get worked out and uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions. Um, so hoping for the best, not for just for me and for the other players, but for the game and, and kind of what makes golf so special, which is the PGA tour and, and the great championships that we have. It's very impressive. Indeed.
1: Lanto Griffin, Said he found something at the Canadian Open. Cannot wait to see it play itself out this week. Dude, this is an elevated event. This is a great week for you to try to find something as well. Now, I know you found something in one another partner that we wanted. promised that I'd said I'd talked to you about, the Wiz. Yep. This wearable device, I know it's a swing monitor, but the amount of data that you guys can get back to help you hone in on your swing, I guess from the standpoint of the old cliche, feel isn't real. But it can be real with uh, with the Diviz, device devices. We're watching some video here of Lanto with it. Why did you align yourself with this?
8: Well, it's, it's instant feedback, which is amazing. So there's no you know, there's no guessing. So for me, the the wedge distance challenge stuff like that, being able to take it back and and really work. I mean, you see a lot of guys out here that have you know a six o'clock, nine o'clock, you know, cha- you know, working on your wedges. But one thing I've learned over the last couple of years is when you're when you're working on something, when you're actually trying to hit a number, trying to hit a shot on the driving range, it kind of takes your mind off the mechanical side and it allows you to kind of go into a tournament mode in practice. So being able to use a, a, a device like DeWiz and be like, all right, I'm going to go to 9 o'clock with a wedge and I'm trying to hit this lob wedge 85 yards. And then you'll, you're will you able to see the, the length of backswing and then if you have your track man go you can see the yardage. And that that subconscious feeling of how far did I take that back being able to feel the shot it, t- it takes your mind off of all your mechanical thoughts so that that's one way I like to practice with the whiz the other one is length of backswing and tempo with the driver uh, I tend to get short and quick um, so being able to take the d- whiz and see how long in the tempo on the driving range and then Were you have to three to one yeah right around three to one two point nine to three to one but uh taking that on the driving range and then you can take it on the golf course and practice rounds and you can actually use it in the tournament. Uh, I haven't done that yet, but I know VJ has. So being able to do that on the driving range and then go out on the golf course in a practice round when you haven't hit a driver you, you, on the driving range, you get into rhythm, you know, you can just pull ball after ball and you get into a groove and it's easy. You might not hit a driver, especially on a course like, like river highlands here that you might not hit a driver for two hours or, or an hour, whatever it may be, four or five holes. So, being able to replicate that swing on the driving range and then get the exact same data and compare it. So you might be feeling on the driving range, like it's perfect and you get out there and you're quicker. So maybe you just need to feel a little slower and being able to have that instant feedback from Dewiz is, is, is a game changer. Awesome!
1: Great to see you, my friend. Yeah, you. So excited that you're feeling good. Big week, dude, go take yeah, advantage awesome. of it.
8: Great. Great. To, great to be on with you. Thank you.
1: Thank All you. right, folks. So we're going to be back be back with more live from the travelers championship right after this.
7: This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time.
5: Got it. 101. One. Gives
7: you feedback in real time. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback.
3: The Wiz are really helped me to keep that consistent swing.
7: You can go out there on your own and just hit balls, and it'll fix your golf game.
3: Transition
1: on plane. The Wiz. Sold exclusively at thewizgolf.com.
0: Relax.
4: Easy now. Find your happy place. Happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes!
5: (laughs) Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings.
4: Is this
7: goodbye? Goodbye. We've only just begun.
5: Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA TOUR Superstore.
7: Say hello to the new PXG Gen 6 driver. This is the driver. It is absolutely fantastic on performance, distance, on looks, on feel and sound. Beyond forgiving. I am supremely confident that when a golfer hits our Gen 6 drivers, they are going to have some of the best golfing days they've ever had.
4: PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period
1: zero friction introduces the wheel pro push cart golf bag with its revolutionary three-in-one design supportive legs that spring into action a comfort grip handle with three locking positions accessories for the modern golfer enhanced by seven pockets for more storage and removable all-terrain wheels which slide right into place the new zero friction wheel pro golf bag checks every box for every golfer push carry, or cart the decision is yours thanks to zero friction head to zerofriction.com today to the travelers championship or live from above the practice grounds the driving range the putting green behind us it is quite amazing in fact you know what i'm gonna do dom i'm gonna step completely out of the way for a second so that donna go ahead and go ahead and do the shot there of, of, and show the people in the world what we're looking at that is behind us so you're gonna actually watch the camera as it it moves here folks and you can see uh, on, on a day like this, what's, what's just below us is the putting green. And it's, there's, there's multiple putting greens on the property. But this putting green is where the PGA Tour players are out there grinding it out right now. They're, they may have a short game coach with them. Uh, they may be using a particular device to, to work on their particular swing and arc. Now, I'm not sure, Don, let me see your shot. If you can see it off in the distance. There, there's a bunch of golf bags back there with putters on them. I'm not sure if you can see that. And so those, if you if you can or cannot see them, I'll explain anyway what's going on there, is that those golf bags have all of these putters around it so that if a player chooses to, they can come up and just grab one of those those putters and use it. Now, obviously, the manufacturer of that putter would love to have a tour player playing in an elevated event put one of their putters into play on the PGA tour, but it's just there in case and and you probably wouldn't be so surprised at how often it happens. The player picks up a new putter and they, and they, they look at a different alignment. Maybe it's a different offset, you know, different neck uh, on it. And it just, it just speaks to them and, and it becomes magic for them. So that's, what's going on out here right now. There is uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten, there's at least ten tour players. Uh, working on their short game, working on their putting right now. And then behind that, which I which I believe you, you can see, you can see the red umbrellas. Everything here is with the travelers, of course, red umbrellas theme. But those umbrellas are also there not only for branding, but also for shade. Uh, and, and players are out there grinding it out. You can see players down the end on the left. And the reason why they line up there on the left is that's the closest to where they actually come onto the driving range and just plop their clubs down there and off they go. And if the... Tournament knows who's coming in. They'll they'll put a name tag behind it, and that's there as well, so that people who are watching players warm up on the range. I'm not sure if you ever get a chance to do that. Have a chance to watch players hitting. And today's a great day for that. Today is a day in which many of these players will spend hours upon hours working on every aspect of their game to get ready. Because uh, you might know already, tomorrow is a big pro am day. I'm going to come back into this seat here, Donna. Uh, tomorrow is a big pro-am day and it happens to be here a uh, celebrity pro-am of uh, various kinds that they have which the when I say that I'll explain the the pro-am in which gosh Bill Murray is going to be here uh, Chris Berman that we mentioned earlier and then you can see some of the notable players these are players obviously tour players that are going to be part of the field and, and Scheffler and Rahm and Rory and Cantlay and Hovland and Shoffley and Fitzpatrick and Holman and Clark and Finao and Thigala and, and Fowler, and I love that That Wyndham Clark has earned his way onto that list. Patrick Cantlay played here as an amateur. I remember I was doing the radio back in those days, play-by-play, and he shot a 60. And I remember talking to this kid that looked like he was 12 years old at the time. Here's some of the recent winners of this Travelers Championship. Kevin Streelman, Bubba Watson, Russell Knox, who joined us earlier, Jordan Spieth. Bubba Watson has won it a couple of times. Chez Reavy, DJ in 2020, Harris English in 21, Xander Shoffley uh, will be defending after his victory last year. And when you think about this event in the history of this event, the winners are stout. Look at this list. Sam Snead in 1955, Arnold Palmer twice in 1956 and 1960. Used to be called the Insurance City Open back then, uh, fitting then that it's sponsored by... An insurance company now. Billy Casper won it four times. Gene Littler in 1959. The great Ken Venturi in 1964. Charlie Sifford in 1967. It was such an incredible and significant victory when Charlie Sifford did it this year, I had a couple of friends that were at the event and you told me about how emotional it was when, when he won here in Hartford, Lee Trevino in 1972, a longtime supporter of the travelers championship, Curtis strange in 1983, Paul Azinger won it twice in an 87 and in an 89 Lenny Watkins in 1992. Uh, he was the, the last to win. And what was the former golf course here before they did the redesign Nick price in 1993, when his swing was arguably not only the best in the world at the time, it could have been the greatest golf swing of all time. It was that good. Greg Norman in 1995, he too, uh, a winner here at TPC River Highlands. And Phil Mickelson won the Travelers in both 2000 and in 2001. It is so incredibly impressive. Dom, I'm going to kick it back to you. I know we've got more players that are coming through here today. If we don't get to them uh, in the next few minutes before we wrap up today's show, certainly we'll have it for you tomorrow. Uh, But I'm just curious what you're hearing from the people, particularly after Lanto's, I I mean, very revealing interview in in so many different ways. And in particular, I thought his comments about not attending uh, the players meeting later on today was fascinating.
3: Yeah, I really appreciate Lonto taking the time. Obviously, Matt, um, tournament weeks are tough for players. It's a grind, as we all know, and they have a lot of time commitments. So when players make the effort to come and spend some time with us, we really, really appreciate it. And also gives all of you guys a window into their little world. Every guy out there is dealing with something. I mean, he had freaking back surgery. He's struggling through that you know, juggling sponsor commitments, wanting to play well. It's, it's not easy. And then you throw in all this gray area stuff that we've been talking about forever now with this live and PIF and everything else. And, I mean, my takeaway with him is he's just like, man, I'm done with this. Like, I've decided to not care about this anymore. <laughs> Which, I mean, can you blame him? And some of the comments that came in were as such. I mean, I think I remember I saw at least two, two comments from people saying, I don't blame him for not going to the meeting. I wouldn't go to the meeting either. Uh, we got Chase writing in. Go Lanto. You go on Matt's show and I will root for you. <laughs> and I love that. I love that we can we can bring guys on that maybe some of you guys haven't heard of or aren't as familiar with and uh and make you a fan of them because there's a lot of really awesome people out on tour and hopefully we get the chance to spend some more time with those people on, you know, as the as the weeks roll on, on the show, you get a chance to meet them like Russell Knox. It's hard not to root for these guys, Matt. Um, some of the other stuff coming in here as we wrap the show on a lighter note, Bill says, I do get a laugh from the Bo Jackson tour edge commercials. You guys run. (laughs) Yeah, it's classic. uh, I know it's classic. I know it's pretty good stuff. Uh, Lanto must've flipped the table at the last meeting. (laughs) You know, I've got to be honest with the back surgery, I kind of feel like maybe didn't do that. I think that was probably unlikely, but sitting in those chairs for two hours, certainly, as he said, was not good for his back. Um,
1: I I think he was uh, referring also to just kind of the stress and the emotional strain, because can you imagine that meeting at the Canadian open? I don't, I mean, it had to be a shock. Again, it doesn't matter to me which side of the aisle you sit on with the issue. The fact that the information came out when it came out and how it came out had to have been a shock to everybody.
3: It was a shock. I mean, we got, I got notes from players telling me, this is insane. I can't believe I didn't, I had no idea. Um, Marvin says in the end, it's just millionaires arguing about their next million. I have to stop him there, Matt. One of the things we've talked about for years on this show, Well, that may be true for the top tier on the tour, I should say it is true for the top tier on the tour. For the guys that are not top tier, that is not true. Um, this is perhaps a discussion for another day, but for those that don't know, Matt, uh, they are contractors. So they are not, they don't play for the Los Angeles Lakers. They don't get room and board they don't get plane travel they don't get any of these things every single players on to every on tour the guy that's 150th in the world and the guy that's 3rd in the world have to pay their own way they got to pay for a plane ticket they got to pay for a hotel they got to pay for everything food all of it rental cars all of it and so if you're not winning if you're not top 10ing every week you're not going to make 10 million dollars a year even with the money that's being thrown around now if you're not playing really good golf you're not just making millions. So there's a lot of players on that range behind you that are not making millions. And it is a... I mean, struggle is all relative, right, Matt? I mean, they're still making money. They're making a living. They're living their dream. Many of us would love to be in their shoes. But they're not They're not swimming in cash. So that is, that is true, Marvin, that there are plenty of millionaires out there on tour. But, Matt, what would you argue is the cutoff? Probably outside of maybe the top 100, if you're not inside the top 100, because remember, you between taxes and room and board and the things I'm talking about, we've had tour players on, come on this show that say the cost to just travel on tour is sometimes around $150,000 a year or a season, I guess you could say. And that doesn't include the taxes that come out of your winnings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you can see very quickly Percentage for your agent, percentage for your caddy. That money goes away real fast. Yeah,
1: uh, an agent's going to take twenty percent. A, a caddy usually is getting somewhere between seven to ten percent, et cetera. Um, I, I do think it's, co- it's a complicated question that you're asking because it, it's impacted yeah. by who you are, what your personality is like. Obviously, when Lanto's on, and if and if people didn't already know that, but listening to him talk, you can tell that he's a person that is very thorough. He's very committed. Uh, you know, he wants to perform well for his sponsors. He wants to, he's doing, he's doing special events for them. I think you told me, Dom, isn't Peter Malnati doing something for one of his sponsors? He's at a course down the road in Rhode Island today, which is about an hour or an hour and a half away from us. Um, so your personality has a lot to do with what, how you can, uh, fair from a commercial sponsor standpoint. Um, for example, like Ricky Fowler, he connects so well. He has that it factor that he does very, very well from from that percentage uh, or from that perspective as well. And I'm sure the percentage there is much higher. So it varies. It's hard for me to tell you that outside the top 100, they may be struggling to make their mortgage payment. It's entirely possible uh, if, you, if you lose your card and you have some uh, – some ability to get back on the PGA Tour, depending on what category you're in from, 126 onward, and all that obviously is changing as we move forward. It's a very stressful thing, indeed. And it, it if for someone like like Lanto, um, he's got an uphill battle. Uh, he's he's a tour winner, but he had a very 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 serious. Back surgery. It's the same as as Tiger. It's it's the same as as Graham Delette. There's there's a whole list of players that have had this, and there and the list of players that have been able to come back from it and compete on the PGA Tour is a very small list. So uh, it there are a lot of challenges there. You know, again, it it not not to get too philosophical on this, but I think we're we're all very good at spending other people's money, uh, but regardless there's, there's, there's concern here. There's insecurities here. uh, There's hope here. uh, There's, there's joy here and there's sorrow. It's the same as everybody else's life. And it's the same as everyone else's concerns about their respective jobs that they have. Uh, I guess the difference here is that as Dom noted um, with, with due credit is there's no guarantee there, there's, there's no paycheck that you can rely upon uh, week in and week out until such time as a business changes course it's it's literally is on a week in and week out basis and you hope that some sponsorships that they have can help carry them through the low times and but again those those sponsors are, are generally doing it for a reason they want exposure for their logo they want ex, you know they want you to do a good job with with their clients and their executives when they have uh, days with you, which normally are built into the contracts, so not to not to wax uh, on that too long don but but as you noted, you know human beings yeah, it's are human a beings
3: issue. yeah, and we've uh, talked regardless. about it many times on the show, we've had players take us through that time I mean Joel Damon's been a friend of our show for i don't know eight years or something like that I had a you know my phone gives me memories every week of uh, like a a week five years ago at the same week, and i you know a picture showed up on my phone yesterday of 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 my son with Joel Damon at the Travelers in, like, 2016 when my son was, like, 14 months old. Um, you know, there was a time when Joel Damon, who is now a PGA Tour winner and has become rather famous from Netflix and, and, and playing well in, in big tournaments. But at that time, I mean, he was practically living out of a station wagon with his girlfriend. I mean, they – I mean, it, it's a razor-thin oh, yeah. line, Matt.
1: He told, us, he told us that they were worried about being able to make the payments – um, for the rent of their apartment, you know, so it's, they, it, it is. I mean, I'm sorry to amazing. go off
3: track here, but there's so many memories of us doing the show for 15 years. I remember having a conversation with Joel on the phone. He was crying uh, be, uh, with hat, with tears of happiness. I don't remember what year this was three, four five years ago. He played in the Byron Nelson and he got a top, yeah. a top 10 finish. I think he finished tied for ninth and it was the biggest check he'd ever had in his entire life. And they had essentially they were down to almost no money as a as a couple. Uh, this is before they had uh, uh, children. And he was like crying. He was like, "Oh my god! Like I can make the car payment. We can pay rent. Like oh, this change. Like that. A tide for ninth. The Byron Nelson changed his life. Yeah, it's and
1: really it just cool. shows you that uh,
3: razor thin line.
1: There's no doubt, Dom. We've got to wrap up here, but I don't want to do it until I ask you respectfully if there's anything else coming in from our fans you want to. Uh, to share with yeah, us. sure
3: there's a few more things. Uh, uh the Swanson brothers writes in the field is stacked as it absolutely is. This is an elevated event. We showed some of the names in the field. I think it's 23 of the top 30 in the world are playing this week. So That's it amazing. is an absolute uh, bombshell week. Uh, Derek writes, "Roy needs to visit those putter bags you showed." <laughs> Which uh, is worth a, worth it. A Were you point. guys able to see and, the putter? Um, I couldn't
1: I couldn't see the monitor Yeah, yeah, yeah. But,
3: yes. Yeah, Donna was able to zoom in there and um Oh, Donna and, some and good we saw the, the and that is common at all the tour events it, it, it's like that a lot of times even at a corn Ferry tour event so uh that's a it's a big deal and then I'll, I'll finish with this because this is an interesting comment from Bob each of the players now need a quote team to be successful and even yeah. that takes money and he's right you got a psychologist swing coach all Go this ahead. stuff Zoom in again percentages for everything so it's just it's not easy out there on tour it just isn't so I get it and I think Bob's right there with that. And, and Sean, Sean writes in, they're a nonprofit. He's speaking about the tour, hence Live, Dom, which is he's talking about what we were talking about with all the, the cost of doing business out there. Um, but maybe it's all going to be under one giant umbrella before we know it. Who knows? There Dom, I have see, to tell you one thing. Just,
1: yeah, I, I, had, I had Donna zoom in as we're wrapping up the show here because I think it's really cool to see what's going on behind us. Standing up, up above this green. In watching tour players putt is the most inspiring thing I can possibly think of for anybody. It's just incredible. Every putt they hit, if it doesn't go in the hole, it's trying to. That's the way it looks, which is in stark contrast, I think, to most of us that hit a putt and through some universal mystery. It seems to bore off in whatever direction it, it darn well pleases. Uh, we thank you for being with us, that your direction took you to – Uh, the Fairways of Life show today live from TPC River Highlands. Uh, Tomorrow we're going to have even more content for you. Remember, there's a major going on, the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, and we'll have sound from that. Surely there will be uh, more sound and reaction coming in here at TPC River Highlands, which we'll feature for you, if not tomorrow, then definitely on Thursday's show uh, because I want to get you guys uh, to weigh in on this as well. We're hanging out here, so so we're going to try to talk with – More players. Oh, and Dom just reminded me too in in my headset that we're going to be going live at 10 a.m. on Thursday. We're a little bit later on Thursday because of the, they have us on this stage here at TPC River Highlands above the the practice grounds so that if people want to come by and hang out while we're doing the show, you're more than welcome to. And so the stage time that we have on Thursday is at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And what's going to be cool about that is while we're on the air, play will actually be underway on the PGA tour. Uh, Mark Carnivale is going to be part of the broadcast team uh, here at TPC River Highlands this week too. So hopefully we'll get a chance to catch up with Carney. If, if uh, all the logistics work on that really excited about it, So happy to be here. You guys can be here as well. Log on to travelerschampionship.com. There are still tickets available, and we're looking forward to hanging with you as we move forward for the next few days as well. Until then, thank you for your company. Thank you for your engagement. Thank you for your your listening. Uh, Thank you for the fact that you share with us your opinions too, because as we've said a million times, our opinion means nothing more than anyone else's, and we'd love to have you guys engage the fairways of life show. You can watch us on the weekends broadcast from coast to coast on our television broadcast. If you log on to fairways of life.com, you can get all the information and please do make sure you subscribe to us on the fairways of life YouTube channel for our daily show until we are together again, folks. Bye for now.